0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Adventure Jogger, live from Studio A. Jeff Stafford was over for dinner. Good evening. That means we feed him. Spaghetti. Yeah. Garlic knots. Exactly. We we, we treat Jeff, uh, you know. Good stuff. Like he deserves. We got another episode of The Adventure Jogger, and our guest, the biggest problem we're going to have today with our guest is I know you, and you are going to geek out over this. No, I won't. You were going to start talking about maps no, I and won't. books no, I and all those things. I'm going to have to no. reel you in because <laughs> I know how you get. Our guest on this episode of the Adventure Jogger, she's an ultra runner. She's a podcast host. She's a personal trainer. She's a coach. She was one of the athletes that tackled the Barkley Marathons this year at Frozen Head State Park. She calls Melbourne, Australia home, and now she is slumming on the Adventure Jogger Isabel Ross joins us. Welcome, Isabel. Hi. Thank you very much. So, a lot to unpack, and and I, I don't know if you heard in the beginning or not. Jeff Stafford is a Barkley nerd, and so oh, I, I am you. not. You are the biggest Barkley nerd <laughs> in the world. He he's 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 so into it. He applies every single year. So you guys will definitely be able to have some fun talking about the inner workings of Barkley let's kind of start there Isabel Um, you know as a runner in Australia you you know you're you're so much more than that but when did Barkley first come onto your radar
1: oh that was like over 10 years ago when I first heard about it on a podcast Um, and I just thought it sounded really interesting and really fun but you know it was one of those things I heard about that I didn't ever think I would ever get to do and you know And I just kept running straight the years, and people said to me, oh, that should be something you would do. And I'm like, me? Never. I would never be able to do that. So it came as a shock to me, too, to be honest.
0: So what made you change your mind from, you know, I will never do this, this is stupid, to, all right, I'm sending an email at a certain time?
1: I don't know. It was like um, the opportunity presented itself to me that I find out – just a smidge on how to get in. And I thought, well, because I'm good at the the tougher ultras normally. Mm. Um, so I kind of knew it wouldn't um, be completely out of my wheelhouse to do it. It was more the navigation that I was concerned about. Right. But um, I, I got an opportunity to find out how to start to enter. Then I slowly got little bits more of information. And I kind of went with the, well, if I, if I just keep following it through and see what happens, then it's meant to be kind of – do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. sounds a little bit like, uh, you know, I was waiting for the universe to send me a sign. But it kind of was that. It was kind of, well, if I'm meant to enter it and if i meant to get in, I will. I didn't think it would happen, but it did.
0: Jeff, you've applied a certain number of times. I think you've, the last five years, I think you've, you've been sending? Yeah, five. So are you at the point now, Jeff, where you send that email out and you're like, I'm, I'm not hearing anything back? Is it kinda of like all of us that try to get into Western states and the first year we're like, Oh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna be one of the first people picked with
2: one ticket and they don't call you. Yeah. Is that how you feel? It's it's not all that unusual, apparently. there it I mean, yeah. I, I think I think, based on what I've heard, and it might have been from Laz himself, I think the record for applications and and not getting notified to yeah, to run or be on the wait list is like Eight or nine years. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So Isabel, knowing this, knowing that Jeff has been writing essays for five years, how many years were you writing essays? One.
2: Oh man! It's. I'm telling you, I think. I think Laz actually he has this. He has this little dart, and he he sharpens very carefully <laughs> the point of it, and he just closes his eyes and goes. Phew. OK, I
1: personally I personally think as a female, I probably had a better chance because he wants a certain amount of females in. He does. Less females enter as well.
2: Well, I mean, given the year of COVID and all that stuff, they, hey, he had a lot of backed up runners that were on the on the wait list and on the running list. And he, he I mean, he had to take well, well, care of all of them.
1: The first time I got in was 2018. So that was pre-COVID. So for, for 2019, the first time right. I did it was 2019.
2: Gotcha.
0: OK, so you get in on one one essay. And I, yep. what, what was in your what was in your essay? What, Jeff wants to know <laughs> what did you say because he wants to put that on well, his essay.
1: I, I can't really overly remember, but you know, I'd done well at some races in Canada, mm-hmm. and I'd been to the BFC, um, and I came fifth female like a week after I did a hundred k race, and I sort of you know went up and said hello to him and all that sort of stuff, and I just I can't really remember what I said, but you've just it's just selling yourself as you know. I'm a great runner, kind of thing, you
0: know? Jeff has like shown up at, at Laz's house and said, Hey, can I help you get those groceries out of the car? Right. It's
2: still nothing. You need
0: your shoes shined or anything. I mean, you know, crickets. So, so you yeah. have not, so, Isabel, you have not experienced the Jeff Stafford level of disappointment because he gets bumped. No. I Because I know, I know like when the email is supposed to go in and I know when you usually hear back. And Jeff doesn't know that I know, but I know. And so I always like, he's always bummed on that day. Like I know, like, I know he's going to need some bro time to get he him. Give to, me a hug, man. Right, he's going to need a hug. So I always know like when, when the emails go out, I'm like, you know, I, I'll go to knock on Jeff's door and just give him a hug. I won't tell him why I'll just show up and, and, and give him a hug. But, but for you, Yep, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, there was a
2: glimmer of hope this year. There was, I got a response back. Oh, what? Yeah. First time ever. I was like, "Okay, that's a start. I'll take it." So, so, so,
0: so you had to be—you you were pissing your pants when you saw a response to your email because you're
2: thinking you probably got in.
0: Uh, you were feeling like Isabel did the first yeah, time thinking. she sent an email. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, but you know, a lot of people got that email this year. Probably.
0: Oh yeah, I did.
1: So you're you're on the wait list now, which then that bodes well for
0: future years. No, he's not on the waitlist. No, oh, I thought
1: you meant you were on the
2: waitlist. No, got, this, he, what I'm, I, I guess what I'm getting at was this was the first time ever I had got a, a response back of any kind. Oh, okay. Saying where kind of where you stood, so to speak. Basically, what it said was, "It's not
0: you, it's me." Yeah, and exactly. I just want to be friends. <laughs> right. It's
2: That's what it was.
0: <laughs> so, so Isabel. You get in to it's got to be one of those things where you know it's it's a slim chance. There's a there's a very limited amount of runners from around the world yeah. that are going to get into Barkley. You send this email out. You've done some 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 things that you have a pretty solid resume of races, yeah. but still you just don't know. You get that email back from last saying like you're in. How did you how did you feel getting that response? Well, it's funny
1: because um once again you know it was. I went to bed that night, like I'd been waiting every day, checking my emails, just like you, Jeff, like I know, I know what it was right. like. And then um, just suddenly in the middle of the night, I woke up and I thought, I need to check my emails. I don't know why, because I never, I have a rule of not looking at my phone during the night. Yeah. But I picked up the phone, checked it, and there it was, it arrived an hour earlier.
2: You're like, oh and no. And I could not
1: sleep for the rest of the night. I was so <laughs> excited.
0: <laughs> well, because you think about that, this race, Barkley.
1: It's yeah. unlike
0: anything you've ever done before. Oh, totally. And you've done some 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 tough races. It's not like you just did the the you know the kittens for cancer 5K <laughs> in your town. You are raising no. money for that. You've done some serious hardcore races, but this is so different. Uh, the, the, it's the,
1: so different. The it, probability is not a
0: it's not a race. It's really not. It, it's, it, it's 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 a race against yourself. How did you make that shift in your mind from? You know, training and and keeping in shape for a standard ultra and then shift in your mind to, okay, I've got to get ready for this navigating, going straight up the side of a mountain, making your mind ready for Barkley.
2: Be prepared for four seasons in a 12-hour time span. Right. Right.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean...
1: I, I just, all I could do was base it on my standard training, you know, generally like for a Mountain Ultra, and just add in the navigation because ultimately I had no clue what it would be like, you know. Obviously, I'd run it the frozen head, but only on trails, but nothing prepared. There, there's nothing you can do that 100% prepares you. Nope.
2: <laughs> nope.
0: Were there things yeah. about your training that, like, you had to, like, modify? Because it's not, like, the, the speed, you really can't do speed work because there is no speed in this game.
1: No, there's no speed. But um, it was more, yeah, lots of uphill mm-hmm. and lots of fast uphill hiking um, and lots of, um, in my strength work, doing, like, isometric holds and those sort of things, like what you get when you're slipping and sliding, basically. So heaps more strength work lots more uphills but also downhill running as well and just um and just you know and the navigation and practicing running off trail because that's actually really hard
0: well, yeah because yep. like where where do you go and there's roots right. and rocks everywhere and sometimes on the trail so much to
1: trip on so much and, and i trip on pretty much everything anyway so <laughs> um yeah this is it's like there's so much to trip on
2: i know that i the first year i trained for i did some off trail running at lbl land between the lakes yeah which is about an hour from here yeah and it's quite the eye-opener when you try to oh. run off trail i mean you don't know what you're stepping in half the time. Yeah. It's just like crazy. Yeah.
0: So you said, Isabel 2019 is your first year of doing Barclay. Yeah. yeah. So what is it like? You've done the Barclay fall classic. You get yeah. to frozen head state park. How did 2019 go for you?
1: Um, Well, I hadn't got in as much nav practice as I would have liked, because when I got in, I was still living in Canada, and there'd been a huge amount of snow, so I couldn't do any navigation practice. Yeah. Um, then I got back to Australia at Christmas, and, um, you know, it's summer, which is really hot weather, so we can't don't have any gains because yeah. it's too dangerous. Um, so I tried to do some nav practice, but basically I was starting from scratch. I'd never done I didn't know how to use a compass. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand the uh when you look at a map how to translate it into what you see you know i was i was a total yeah beginner um so i I still you know i did a lot of practice and i paid for courses you know as in i would pay for someone individually to take me out and teach me and um other people in the Rogaining um around australia helped me you know so not just within my home state but in other states they helped me Um, and so i was okay you know obviously not expert Um, But, yeah, it was – I I got there, and I was just freaking out,
0: basically. Oh, I can imagine. When you're talking about getting that training in Australia, here's where the American in me goes. So you can go ahead, and and if if this is insulting to your Australian heritage, I I apologize.
1: I'm I'm not actually Australian. Well, you're from
0: from England, right? And then you moved to Australia, right? I'm from
1: Scotland, yeah. I mean, I've I've become a citizen, but I'm not Australian, so I won't get offended. Okay,
0: good. I'm picturing like you pay money, and you you go to some town in the outback, and some guy comes out with a big knife, and he's got a hat With crocodile teeth in there, and he's like, hi, are you the Sheila that wants to learn how to navigate? <laughs> and then he's like, I'll go to point out the nice so so Yeah, he like, Yeah, you yeah, had to like bring back a gator head or something or a crocodile head, and he's like, Oh, you found the croc. It's congratulations, yeah. you pissed my. More- my, my navigation course and I thought like something like you that you a very
1: one. good Australian accent yeah, well it's, it's, it's alright
0: I, 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 I practice from time to time I was really excited when you were coming on I was like oh I can bust that it's out it's like oh I gotta, I gotta use that yeah, so I was like picturing <laughs> some guy getting you lost and be like alright you find your way back uh, you'll pass if you don't I'll <laughs> no, send the no no not at all there. like that
1: I'm Melbourne's down the bottom I'm nowhere near the Outback I've actually never been to the Outback so there have, you go have <clears> you at
0: <throat> least been in a Subaru Outback have you been
2: in a Subaru Outback before? <laughs> Is that the closest you've been? Back. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to your point where you were talking about navigating. It's yeah. not. A lot of people are under the impression, I think, in, in Barclay that you you navigate using a map and compass, and you you do to some extent, but it's more of just a initial guide okay i need to be heading it, westward yeah. so you pull it out like okay that's that's westward but you need to be able to get to the point where you can draw a serpentine route on a terrain map and follow that without using a compass just reading the terrain and correlating that against the map yeah. that's what you have to, what's be able what's to do
1: your background in that <laughs> uh
2: i flew helicopters for about 26 years and that's It's what I did for a living, so that's how I learned how to navigate. (laughs) He was a special operations pilot, so he he can't talk about where all the places
0: he landed his helicopter. But I told you he was a geek, Isabel. I told you it was coming. Like he'd start talking about navigation and all that stuff, and he he's got it. So so 2019, you do that training. You know, you you meet some guy, some bloke in the outback, some bloke, and he and he, and he, he he teaches you how to navigate using a using a knife. And 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 a crocodile <laughs> blood. And and so but but you get there and it, it doesn't quite work out for you. What was was it a shock to the system to get out on that lap and see what this thing really was?
1: Um no, it was actually really I mean, it was a bit of a shock, but it was so much fun. Um I met up with um a couple of people because I kept what I kept doing was running off trying to be fast. Because yeah. you know, as much as it's It's not a fast race. You actually need to be fast. Right. It doesn't seem fast, but it it is. Um, But then I would just get lost. So (laughs) then I had to wait and and keep waiting. And um, so I ended up with um, a couple of other people and I I sort of went with them and and I realized after a little while that I wasn't going to make the time cut off. So I just focused on um, trying to remember where the books were and that sort of thing so that, yeah, so that I could – you know, come back again. And I also thought, even though I was going to be out of time, just to finish the loop, to show Laz that I don't just come down, quit his road and give up, that I'm willing to keep going, even yeah. though I know I'm, I'm over time.
0: Sure. So yep. at, th- at that point, when you, when you, when you time out, you've done one lap, you bring those pages to Laz and he's like, well, you're too late. You know, not going to happen. I'm going to him, look at my pages. I've got all my pages. And he's like, oh, you yeah, are over time. I don't need to see them. I'm like, but just look at them. Yeah, I'm sure they're all there, but you're over time. I don't want to look at your pages. That's right. I didn't care anymore. Right, right. So when you finish it up, are you like, okay, the itch has been scratched. I don't need to do this again. Or were you right away like, oh, there's so many things I could have done better. I need to get in again.
1: That, and that's what I thought and I thought with with more time to practice navigation and and all that sort of stuff because I'm physically strong and I'm physically fit and you know that's you know that's quite easy to work on anyone can if you devote enough time and, and train correctly anyone can get fitter and faster it was more um <clears throat> you know the navigation aspect that I really needed to work on so, because I felt just in case I get on my own um, I need to be able to rely
2: on myself. Makes sense, How- and I, I think Laz realizes this when someone runs it for the first time, partic- particular maybe someone that has never been to the park. You know, they they have no yeah. experience or nothing, and they make that all-out effort to do what they can, but they can't make the time limit for whatever reason. Um, he's inclined usually to give that person a second chance. Now, it may not be the consecutive year thereafter; it might take three years four years later before you get back to get another crack at but generally he seems to give you a second chance and you got that second chance that'd be yeah, of good. yeah
1: i i got in and that was in um towards the end of 2019 i find out that i got into 2020 right um yeah so i got in consecutive year and um which was awesome um but um Of course, uh, a week before I was meant to leave, I had to cancel everything because of COVID.
0: Yep. So you're stuck. You do all that training. You're like crap. But of course,
1: although to be honest, I was actually injured, so I was kind of relieved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that's luck, isn't it? (laughs) That is some serious (laughs) luck. Uh, So you you do get to run in in 2022, your year. You get to the states. You get to Frozen Head State Park you know it's it's an earlier year this year and it seemed like there was a little more secrecy around this year's race date than in past years i think everyone kind of figured out oh it's it's generally right around april fools yes. the last yes. weekend in 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 march no they moved it up quite a bit uh yes. this year was there instructions to kind of keep it secret no um i mean
1: I, I I must have missed the memo. Um, but um, it's more um, sort of just generally thought of. But you know, um, no. But it, it, it's kind of known that you, you you're not supposed to. Here,
2: I suppose interesting tidbit about Barclay. See, I told you he's like <laughs> I'm not a Barclay geek. Now I I I may be wrong here, but I believe the very first running of the Barclay, and it wasn't wasn't a hundred miles then. The very yes. first running, I believe, was on the 1st of March.
0: Ah. If See, you yeah. There you go.
2: Dude, I, I told you, no, don't believe him when he's like, oh, I'm not a
0: Barkley nerd. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I had no clue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> last, Last, for that reason alone, you need to let Jeff in. He knows this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so 2022, you adjust your training a bit. You're going back yeah. to Frozen Head State Park, doing some training there getting ready for this year's race it's earlier and the thing about with the weather because you never know when it was late march it could be Mm. cold oh god yeah it could be hot you could be dealing with 85 degrees during the day you could be dealing with you know 45 degrees during the day you move that time up and the chances of it being hot go way down and the chances of being cold go way up Up. what was it like this year can kind of give us your give us your day, give us your give us your Barclay so, experience. Well,
1: we got there a week beforehand because mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, you know, get over jet lag. Um, so it was um, so warm, and I brought very little summer gear, thinking it's going to be freezing yeah. cold. It was like um, 22 degrees Celsius, which is I think high seventies. That sounds. About I, don't right.
0: I, I don't. I don't follow. I follow the freedom scale for 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 temperature. That sounds about right. It's about seventy two. <laughs> yeah. Something
1: like that. Something like that. So it was really warm. Like I was running in singlet and shorts, yeah. basically, around Frozen Head State Park to start with. Yeah. Um, and blue skies and beautiful, and it was like awesome. And then the day before the race, it just poured bucket of down. Typical Berkeley weather, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. Um, you know, it kind of got that out of its system and, and it stopped raining, certainly for the start. And and it's funny because, um you know, Barclay often starts, you know, you have to wait for the conch. And it generally is, you know, some horrible hour of the morning. But 2019, he blew it at, uh, I can't remember exactly, about 8, 8.30, 8.20 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, and then this year, he, he blew it at, um you know, 6.54, I believe it was. So right. once again, I got a proper night's sleep each time.
0: You got off easy.
1: I know, Ryan. Right? I'm. <laughs> I was spoiled.
0: <laughs> Everybody wants Isabel in every year because they know they'll get a nice, a nice good night's sleep. Oh, note. she's here. We're good gonna get night sleep night. Like, Oh boy! Don't even turn the alarm on, guys. We're gonna get a great night's <laughs> sleep.
1: Yeah, so anyway, so we started just before eight, and um, you know, um, it was a slightly. You know he has a similar course every year you know yeah. i mean it's different but it's slightly similar so but there were some new sections and um i just um you know like in 2019 i was having a massive panic attack on the start like yep. oh my god i'm at Barclay and just about you know couldn't breathe because yeah. <laughs> i just the enormity of it um so this time i would managed to get myself a little bit under control and you know i started and it was okay but it was pretty quickly into you know straight hills like this and and um and off trail, and and or you know not straight away obviously but before your body's had a good chance to warm up and the leaves are so slippery um, with the wet underneath and um, yeah it was really tough going when you're off trail.
0: Goes a little different, I know the course, and I won't go into too much details because I don't want to get angry emails from. From Barkley people, they're like, what? Um, so, But the course is just even started different this year and, add, and added some some rougher stuff in early on from what I gather. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at the map, you get it all set and ready to go. You head out on your first loop. Are you staying with the pack at this point or are you – Doing your Well, own thing. I
1: was, but then, um, you know, they just – some of them move so fast. And that's my thing is I'm not a good starter in races. Mm-hmm. What I tend to do, even in races that I end up winning, is I start and I kind of just work my way through the field because I'm yeah, like sure. an old diesel engine, yeah. you know. It takes yeah. me a long time to warm up, um, So, which is not good for Barclay, which is why I struggle with Barclay because you've got to be able to sprint off at the start. And I did for a bit, but then um, – you know, it was just it was just tough going. But I was with a group for quite. For, for, I was always with somebody. Sometimes it was a big group. Sometimes it was just one other. There was always people around.
2: It was yes, brutal. It, it's yeah, it's yeah, tough starting a race when you got to go right to red line immediately. Oh, like, right, yes. right.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not built for that. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so this year, once again, nobody finishes. Um, yeah. Did you get, were you able to, to finish the lap this year?
1: No, I think my time is pretty much exactly the bloody same. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was really hard. Once again, it was, I don't know what it is, but it was really hard to train for it because um, I don't know if you know much about Melbourne during COVID, but we had the longest lockdowns pretty much oh, in the yeah. world. Yep. And um, we weren't allowed out of our five-kilometer, uh, three mile bubble. Um, we weren't allowed outside for more than an hour for pretty much all of 2020 and 2021. Um, so, uh, it was really hard to get any navigation practice in. I ended up, um, basically, um, finding a loophole, um, as a, you know, professional athlete, (laughs) um, and, um, Saying that I had to do it for my for my sport, which which is true, because I had an international race, you know, yep. or high performance professional, high performance athlete. So I was able to drive out. But even then, we didn't do much of it because it was we were unsure if we were breaking the law, right? Really right? Or not. Yeah.
0: You didn't want to end up in like some Australian prison in
2: the outback because you were training for yeah. Barkley. <laughs>
1: Because the knives they have there, right? exactly. they're
2: huge. <laughs> they're huge. So any yeah. any uh, any funny or memorable moments out there at any of the book locations, or coming or going to any of the book locations?
1: Um, funny or memorable? Well, there was one um, that we were just searching for for ages, as seems to be my want in this race, <laughs> um, and um, just. And, and it literally does your head in because you're trying to understand Lazar's description, and, and but you're like, but this is, it's got nothing to do with what we're looking at. And, um, <laughs> and when we eventually find it, I was with this um, other guy, Richard, we were just jumping up and down and hugging and screaming. And, you know, it was just, it was just like such an exciting moment. But it was like, once we saw it, it was like, oh, now it's obvious. Now it makes means. sense. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's usually the way it goes.
1: <laughs>
2: and it's like, oh, we
1: wasted an hour or more. That's Who what wrote? he
2: meant. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. there is so much and of it that involved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was a book I'd, fi- I'd, I'd been to in 2019, and yet still it was just like, it, to- it was totally foreign. Like I remember it once I was there, but in- and it was like
2: you've been here before. Where is it? I'm like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be. Oh man,
0: is like- it different, Isabel, when you're doing a race like Barclay? Because I-, I think the mindset for most of us going into just a standard ultra is you'll drag me off the course. I'll you'll take me off if you know uh, if I. I'll You have to time me out. I'm going to yeah. do my best if I I'll, I'll do, pull me out if I'm injured or time me out but I'm not I'm not going to quit. Is your mindset the same in a race like Barkley where there is such a high probability of failure do you go in going like let's just see how the day goes or do you go in with the attitude of I'm going to finish this thing?
1: Well, it's really hard because, like you say, you go into a standard race and, and you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to finish. Right. Unless something really, really bad happens. Right. You're pretty much guaranteed you're going to finish. This one, it's pretty much guaranteed you're not going to finish, you know. Yeah. And And um, as much as I wanted to be positive and say, I can finish this, I can do it, and, you know, only think of the positives, realistically, my chances were pretty slim. So um, I knew that. I didn't want to think about it, but I, I knew that realistically it was not a high chance of me finishing.
0: Is it change the stress level before race going like, I ain't going to finish this thing. I'm just going to go out and see how it goes. It, does it change the way it feels during the race?
1: Well, no, because then there's that feeling of because people watch it so closely and Oh my God. And then, and then people Oof. back in Australia are like, you know, cause I'm the only Australian in it. Yeah. Um, you know and 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 i feel like i'm letting them all die and under I that magnifying
2: bad. glass yeah
1: yeah you know and so it's like it's it's that as opposed to and, and that's you know something i'm putting on myself really because honestly they don't they they don't care as in they care but they don't care if i don't do well um but it's like it, it's different in the standard race it's a diff- it is a completely different mentality yeah. it, it totally is and it's more about I feel like I'm letting other people down, not doing well rather than myself
2: I mean you don't you don't have to share it but I think a lot of runners that do that A they they know in their heart's heart that okay I'm I know I can't finish five I don't either I don't have the physical yeah. strength or whatever some other skill necessary to do it but I'm sure everybody sets some type of personal goal that they have like well if if everything goes well for me that day, yeah. I feel physically, mentally capable of completing X number of loops. I'm sure a lot of runners go through that too. And that's that's a win for them.
1: Yes. And look, ultimately, i had you know a couple of goals my first goal was not to freak out so badly on the start line yeah. um my second goal was um to finish one loop in time and and to get out onto the second loop and hopefully finish that that was kind of, kind of almost you know like a hopeful goal but i i felt physically more than capable well I, i'm physically more than capable of going for a very long sure. you know yeah. time um but i felt physically more than capable of doing if I could have found every book easily, I would have, easy, you know, done it. But that, that's part of the challenge is finding the books, you know, and understanding yeah. those um, things and, and all that sort of stuff. But physically, I was capable of it.
2: Oh, yeah. A lot of people will get to book number, let's say, book number eight, and yeah. they spend two hours looking for it and never find the book. Yeah. They, they, they time out. Yeah. but you're
1: right. Yeah. You're- and, then, and then you find it right, right there in front of you. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no. Think about that pressure being the only the Australian in the race, you know, you got a whole country that's following. Well, not everybody. Most people are like, I don't know. You know, the, the people that, that are in that ultra community are following, but you know, that if you do I mean, imagine if you did succeed. Imagine if Isabel yeah. Ross does five laps at Barkley. Yeah. I mean Hello.
1: how cool would that be? You become right. a legend.
0: <laughs> they put you up on the on the Mount Rushmore of Australia. That's it's, right. It's Paul Hogan, Hugh Jackman. The Wiggles and Isabel Ross, <laughs> right? <laughs> the Wiggles. <laughs> the <It's just> be- Wiggles. <laughs> Are you going to try again, Isabel? Is this, a, is this a, a thing you're like, you know what? A couple of more things I can put together. I can make this happen. Or did you have your fun and you're out?
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I don't know. Um, because I normally don't do a race more than once because I like right. to do different races yeah. all the time, right? So for me, and twice is a lot, and it's a huge expense coming from Australia. Oh, a gosh, yeah. Big time commitment and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So there's that to consider, but then there's another part of me because I was discussing with someone else and he's like, Maybe we could work together, you know. And then it's like, ooh, and then I start thinking and then it's like, (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) You know. You're
2: like, stop
0: it. I have
1: already sort of planned my essay. So
0: Oh, she's already planned. Why don't you do this? Because you get such luck. Why don't you write your essay this year from the mindset of a sixty five year old single man from Tennessee? And then just send it to Jeff, and then he can send that essay in, and maybe he'll get in this Maybe,
1: year. you never know, you know? <laughs> and then but then maybe if I don't enter, you'll get in. So, you know, then I'll, and then I feel guilty. And that's what I wonder. Like me entering and taking the spot of someone who might be more, you know, deserving or might do better, you know? You think so it's, you, it's hard.
0: Do you think a senior citizen from from Clarksville, Tennessee, is going to do better than you? Y- you, you, never <laughs> you never know you never I, know i i believe i believe
1: yeah, in you. you never know and and that's it and it's it's not so much a and uh, you know it's it's oh. i don't know age age is a tough one because you know i'm certainly not getting any younger and um but uh, you know I, who'd want to give it up you know
0: yeah especially since you've had the taste of it and just yeah. you know being able to go back again um serious talk here um do you think it's finishable by by an elite do you think it will we'll see an elite athlete finish five laps at the barclay in the next five years
1: i think in the next five years yes yeah <laughs> um it is a lot harder it's so much harder
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i think you'll see a male finisher in the next five years i mean i think jasmine paris Awesome. That was Three pretty loop. impressive. Yeah. yeah. Of that, of the course of how tough it is now, like that to me, that's as good as a as a five loop finish. Quite frankly.
0: Well, no, because you think about what she did. What Jasmine Paris did this year, finishing a fun run. Well yeah. I think that given a given the course ten years ago, that's a finish. So she could have finished it. Yes. probably.
1: A, that's a finish compared to the course ten years ago. Totally.
0: So, so you, you think what? Do you think we'll see a woman finish in the next five years? No, about- I
1: I I mean, I'd love to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love to be wrong, but I, I don't I don't think so because even the men are finding it bloody tough. So
0: what, yeah. what about one thing I loved about Barclay and I and I really loved about the first documentary. I know there's been fifty thousand since, but the first one, The Race That Eats Its Young. One the the the, the star of that documentary for me was John Fagavaresi. And and yeah. he there he finishes with just seconds to spare. And I, I think yeah. a lot of us watched that and looked at John. And and John's a great runner. I'm not this is not taking yeah. John is a very good runner, but I don't think John would even say that he's an elite athlete like he's not one of the best runners in the world he's a very talented runner and a very good runner mm-hmm. but i don't think he's one of the elite runners in the world i think he has incredible work ethic and so yes. i like a lot of people saw ourselves and john as the here's a guy who's got a job who got career got responsibilities but he was able to bust his ass for for you know a year he persevered mate. get himself yeah. in, in great shape just wouldn't give up wouldn't give up and he was able to finish. Are Is that finisher's done? Is the everyday runner done when it comes to finishing Barkley? Because it used to be the race that made legends. And I don't. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I see what you're saying. But I don't necessarily think the elite runners are going to dominate at that kind of race. Yeah. I think it takes someone with incre- once still with incredible work ethic. Mm. And. Um, Incredible ability to tough it out, and I'm not saying elite runners can't do it, but right. some of them are like a physical anomaly, so it almost comes a little bit easier for them to do well at races than the rest of us who have to work so hard and face so many setbacks. And it's, it's, I think the success in Barkley comes from overcoming setbacks and overcoming setbacks and and knowing how to deal with that. Whereas with the elite runners, they're used to it being easy which isn't true it's not easy but compared to the rest of us right. it, it, yeah. they make it look easy
0: yeah
1: um and Barkley is so tough for everybody that those people who are used to being knocked down all the time are the ones who are going to do better anyway
0: i, lo- I love that because i, w- I want to see i would love to see Barkley once again be the race that makes legends in that yeah. in that guys and gals that are just tough as all get out maybe not the fastest most gifted athlete but just yeah. someone that can work really, really hard finish. I, I mean, that, I think that's, that's when everyone gets excited about Barkley, when you see all the, the big names go down, and then you're yeah. like, who?
2: You know, like you're having to look like, <laughs> who is this? Oh, yeah. Th-
1: everyone loves to see the underdog, you know, come I've, good.
2: I mean, they've had, I'm, they've had some elite runners there in years past and yeah. not done that well, quite frankly. So, so okay. So
1: considering Considering how good a runner they normally right. are, that's exactly right.
0: Jeff, do you think we're going to see... I'm going to finish it. Jeff's going it's to finish me. it. It's me.
2: What? I'm that guy. It's if me. you finish it, will you, will you
0: come on the adventure jogger first?
2: You're going to have to check with my agent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Ginger Runner's not making you dinner beforehand. All right, He's not making you spaghetti. <laughs> He's not making you spaghetti and, and fresh garlic knots. Uh, when you when you right. come over here, uh, so th- that's good. I I hope you're right. I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong because I would. Love I mean, nothing. it's just a theory,
1: but yeah. um, you know, it,
0: it sounds valid. Okay, yeah, yeah, it sounds it sounds good, and I do like how you threw shots yeah. were fired there, Isabel, on the elites. You know, <laughs> you basically made it sound like they're little, little
2: cupcakes. <laughs> like,
1: no, I just meant yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't, don't I don't
2: know what you. Mean. I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think your next. Finisher five loop finisher is going to be an elite athlete. Think I think it's, it's just going to be somebody from out of left field. Really? Yep. yep. All okay. right. I hope yep. I hope we mark your words and, and
0: and I hope they're correct. Isabel, what are you doing now? Oh, real quick before that, a little ah. bird told me. A little bird told me that your fiance, your now fiance, yes. then boyfriend, proposed at Frozen Head.
1: That's right, yes, oh around my the goodness. campfire. How did that, oh my give goodness. us
0: the story, how did that all go down?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's nothing, you know, super exciting, but, you know, we were just sitting around the campfire, and he just went, oh, hang on a second, I went, what? And he just walked off, and then he came back and, with the ring and proposed, which was lovely, it was really nice, because it was just a, you know, you're in, we love camping and doing all that yeah. sort of stuff, and being out in nature, and it was a beautiful night, and crackling fire, so yeah, it was lovely.
2: That's cool.
0: Please tell me he did more than just go like, Yeah, I'll be right back. Hey, I got this ring. Let's just, let's just... He must have like said something sweet, right?
1: Oh, yeah, when he came back, he did. Okay. But he just went because he didn't have it on him. We were sitting there, and right. obviously he thought that was the right moment, so he quickly went off and got the ring, and then he came back and said all the lovely stuff and proposed oh. properly.
0: I was hoping his lovely stuff and not just yeah, you know, it's
2: it's better on taxes if we if we
0: <laughs> yeah, last right. week,
2: got your ring and all that stuff. See, I thought there'd be a little more to it, like like he's he's like, oh, let's let's take a run up to the fire tower at midnight. You know, we'll I'll propose. Oh God. <laughs> A romantic,
0: a romantic evening at the fire tower. Yeah. After climbing all the way. No way! Right,
2: like no.
0: <laughs> we now know if Jeff ever finds that right. special lady again, uh, how he's going to propose. Yeah. Fire tower. Let's go to the fire tower. But I did see something, Isabel, um, that seventy-six percent of men in a recent survey said they would be okay if the woman popped the question. No, okay. How would you have popped the question, Isabel, if it was up to you and you had to propose uh, to this no, fellow?
1: know, because quite frankly, I prefer it that he did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, to be honest, much the same, really. Oh,
0: well, you're meant to be. He's like, hey, don't yeah. get itched. Yeah, right. Just doing
1: something that you, you love and you enjoy and you're both feeling happy and connected, that's, that's the best time.
0: Okay. All right. So you're meant to that's be. That's nice. Had you would have said, yeah. like, I would have taken myself out for a nice steak dinner. Um, I would have <laughs> hidden the kid. I would have hidden the the ring in a in a piece of cake, right. you know, Or
2: something. Well,
1: like. probably, so then I would have ate, ended up eating it. <laughs> like, so
2: then you the be going. Then you could be going to the hospital afterwards. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like- <laughs> or he could have got
0: Laz involved. You know. Oh, like, see, now. true,
1: true. Didn't think of that. nothing yeah. more
0: romantic than Laz. Yeah. You could have lit a cigarette. Like, okay, hey, get with this. Are we? Gonna, are we <laughs> asking a question or something? He'd, he'd be like. You want me to play taps now or later?
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: play a romantic song on the bugle while <laughs> while I, while I, while I gets down on one knee. Um, oh, oh, are, we, we are we back? Yeah, yeah, you're back.
1: That's Okay, all
0: right. good, good. Okay, well good good story all the way around. Isabel, what are you doing now? What's what's the plan? You've you've done barclay you've done haven't finished that loop yet. You got to get back to Australia at some point, but what's what's your plan yeah. for for 2022?
1: Well, um, so I'm in, you know, uh, Canada at the moment um, because, like I said, I lived here for a while, so I'm visiting friends and that sort of stuff. Then I head back and I'm meant to have a race in Tasmania a week later, but we'll see, Um, jet lag and all that. And then I'm doing a down under 135, which is a 135-mile race in an area called the Lodider Gorge, which is um, very rough terrain and a lot of off-trail as well, so very similar terrain to Barclay.
0: What is the atmosphere like at Australian ultra marathons as opposed to American ultramarathons?
1: Well, um, it's pretty much the same. I think ultra runners are very similar yeah. all around the world. Um, obviously this race doesn't have a lot of participants because once again, it's one of those races. It's quite tough and gnarly and not a lot of people choose to do it, but, um, yeah, it's it's. A, I I volunteered at it last year. It's it's a good atmosphere, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's much the same if you ask me. Gotcha. It's only the one thing I have a complaint to make about Australian ultras. Our um, aid stations do not have the good food like you do in, in America and oh, Canada.
0: Really, our food is yeah, better. Is. Are you, do you? So you you like the food we have here? The the chips and the. Pretzels no, and the M&M's. No,
1: you've got better food. You've got real food in ultras. like you know, Grilled cheese. And yeah, yeah. Pancakes. Like sandwiches. And... Oh, they're starting to do that more now in Australia. It used to be just chips and lollies, which is our word for candy. And that was it. Um, but now they're starting to make grilled cheese sandwiches. They're starting to do it. But um, in general, you, you're, you have a bigger range of food that caters better, God, I
2: can, reckon. Do they, do, do, do they have like Fireball out there?
1: No, see, and that was the other thing I loved about Canadian races, except every time I would drink it during a race I'd get lost. Um, you know, I'd have a shot and run off.
0: Oh, I'm so happy, you right?
2: know? It happens,
0: yeah. That's gotta be really disappointing though. That really does like because you, you get used to it. And and you're right, American right. race is it's a case of It's always the it's always the thing you need to hear too. You know, it's always yes. like this magical oasis Hot when you cup walk. Of soup or- right, you're like you're you like, they're like, Oh we got brisk here you're like you got brisket get out or, or big <laughs> jars of pickles or what about the
2: penhody race what's the uh, uh pierogies no, un- no, no 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 what's the uh yeah. the high the pinnacle yeah the pickles. they station? have pierogies didn't have there. a didn't they have a full bar up there they did have a full bar full up there. Yeah. yeah yeah they have full bars
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god yeah, yeah that wouldn't have finished i'd have just been <laughs> yeah <with that.
0: laughs> isabel's all all in the corner but imagine i can't imagine rolling into an aid station you know in a in an ultra and they're being like all right, these uh, chips over there. Wallies, here's your lolly, <laughs> and there's some Vegemite. You know, you'd be like, "Oh god, oh god.
1: Vegemite sandwiches are awesome during a race." <laughs> I have to admit, really. I know some people in Australia. You can get a squeezy tube of Vegemite, and they just <laughs> squeeze it straight into their mouth. Have you ever tried Vegemite?
0: No. Um, no, I only all I know about Vegemite is from the Men at Work song. Oh um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Down. down <under>? <laughs> right, right.
1: It's it's um incredibly, incredibly salty. Like it, the main ingredient, the first ingredient is salt.
0: Salt. Okay, so the salt's in there, and then is, is it is it? Is and it's it a
1: yeast extract. It's a um, it's a byproduct of the brewing process. So basically, they were brewing beer and go. Yeah. What the hell do we do with this? Either chuck it in the rubbish or make Vegemite. So, so they made Vegemite. It's
2: beer sludge. Beer sludge. Yes. That's what
1: it
0: is. <laughs> you know, they would market it better here in the United States if they didn't call it Vegemite but called it beer sludge. Beer People sludge. Be like, I am all in.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Beer, sluts. extra salty beer slugs. This is yeah. going to be great.
1: But to be honest, every time I travel, like I bring Vegemite with me because I can't survive without my Vegemite.
0: Oh my gosh, you're you're being a stereotype right now.
1: No, I'm not. It's so awesome. It is, it is the spread of the gods. It's okay. it's awesome. I love it.
2: Have you had Have you had uh, Nutella?
1: Yes, yes, we have Nutella in Australia, but I'm not i'm not into sweet stuff so much
2: what like about it. marmite is it marmite is that what it's called the
1: marmite is english and it's not the same it's kind of sticky and gooey and it's not as salty it's a bit sweeter so it's not as good
0: vegemite is oh. salt vegemite is, is is brewer's sludge is what it is yeah. it's beer sludge that's okay now i'm that's gonna try it nothing
2: good. nothing it's goes so to waste good.
0: nothing yep that's it that's, speaking of beer what's your favorite if you had to pick
1: the um, I'd say a pale ale. To be honest, in Australia, I don't drink much beer. But when I'm in Canada, I love the beer in Canada. It's oh yeah, really they got some good, good
2: beer. Yeah, good beers.
1: Yeah, but for brands and whatnot, I wouldn't know. But a pale ale generally
2: okay. hits a spot.
0: Good little pale ale. All right, good stuff. Being a coach, um, being a, a alter yourself, um, you know, being a being a podcaster. What is the name of your of your podcast? So we can plug it, Isabel.
1: Yeah, Peak Endurance, which is the same as my coaching, which is Peak Endurance Coaching. So it's kind of, you know, I kept it simple by keeping all the names the same.
0: That, don't want to confuse anybody. Yeah. No, you don't. No, no you, no, you least don't.
1: least of all, myself.
0: Okay, so I know that you're going to want people to listen to your podcast, so go check out Peak Endurance, everybody. You can listen to Isabel talk about about ultra running. Uh, she coaches as well, uh, Peak Endurance. Yep. Um, but what what piece of training advice, what free piece of training advice Would you give on a podcast, on a tertiary level ultra podcast? So it's not like you're giving away all your secrets. There's only five people going to hear this. Right. But what is like, I'm sure, I'm sure. What is the one thing, Isabel, that everybody needs to add to their ultra training bag of tricks that you think could really help people get better?
1: I think ultra runners need to remember to do um, speed work and quality sessions. And uh, it's not just as much as we love spending time out there on the trail, it's also about, you know, also doing some speed work, getting the quality sessions in because they don't just um, keep your your leg speed faster, but it's really good mental training because it's hard and you've got to keep pushing yourself even though it hurts and you want to just run easy, you know, on the trails, yeah. hike the hills, run the downhills. But sometimes you've got to push your body hard and that… Um, it's great mental training. If anything, it's more for the mental training, but it is good to still keep up a really good, keeps up your foot cadence and, and keeps you a fast runner.
0: What's your, what's your favorite piece of speed work to do that you throw in every, every once in a while?
1: Well, I like doing um, three-minute uphill repeats, but then what I also like to do is like two-minute uphill repeats followed by like a 15-minute tempo run. And sometimes I'll throw in a couple of two-minute hill repeats after that as well. It just kind of mixes it up.
0: Yeah, I think I think sometimes we get into a rut, especially if you're doing long stuff and you're like, okay, I got to do 15 miles today and 20 miles yeah. tomorrow and that sort of thing. You need to get kind of caught in this rut of the same. And you just speed. do the same so, pace
2: over, and over, right. and, over just, and over and over and
1: over and over. And that's it. And, and that's the other thing. We, if you're doing quality sessions, you have to run easy because you've got to um, the day before and the day after because you've got to prepare for it and you've got to recover. So you've re- it's really good at. You know, mixing up the paces—it's it, like you said. Otherwise, we all end up just running at the same speed, and eventually, that just leads to a slowdown.
0: Do you do you do weights as well?
1: Yes, I'm a big believer in weights. I think, um, because once again, on the trail, um, you know, like just today, we were running on this trail. I slipped on a root. My ankle gave way. But because I do a lot of strength work, I just was able to push, you know, collapse into the yeah. leg and then push back up and, and I was fine. But um you really need that strength work, not just for your legs, your core and upper body. I believe in a lot of upper body strength work too.
0: Uh, Brody Sharp, who I've had on this podcast yep. a couple of times. You know Brody?
1: Yeah, I've had him on mine a couple of yeah, times too.
0: He does a Run Smarter podcast. He said that that yep. three things that every three weight things that every runner should do is deadlifts, squats. And calf raises, and not heavy weights, oh, yeah. not yeah, like like yeah. not deadlifting five hundred pounds, but lifting you know doing higher reps. That those things yeah. can make you pretty much bulletproof.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of runners when they do do strength work, do neglect their hamstrings, and it's so important to work on those and calves. I mean, always work on calves because we use the calves so much in running.
0: And you get big calves. That's that's you know that's people love big that's right. calves. And your pants don't fit anymore, right? Your pants don't, right? When your when your jeans are are real weird on the bottom, and yeah, that's 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 when you know you've done it right. When you're like, I can't barely get these, right? That's what that's what you're looking for, Isabel. A lot of fun chatting with you. Thank you for taking some time out of your vacation to to just BS with us uh, on the adventure. No, it's been
1: fun. Thank you so much. I love chatting
0: with you. Thanks for coming on. Did you take notes during our chat with us? copious,
2: copious notes?
0: By the way, I want to thank everybody who came out to the Savage Golf Marathon uh, this past weekend. Jeff and I were out there. The camper was out That's there. That's a great time. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the episode, we got a, we got a live from Stafford's camper, Savage Golf. You better um, be there next year. Oh yeah, everybody show up next year. And and I thought we could take a minute to kind of talk about the course and and how how much fun it was because John Harden changed the starting point this year. He did. Yeah. He used to start at a ranger ranger station. Now it starts. Right next to this beautiful lake, and it's kind of deceiving because you follow this jeep road for you know maybe a mile, yeah, and it then was... it gets down into the into the real business. But what a fun race that was, and I'm so glad he brought it back. and And it was people traveled from from Florida, New Jersey. I mean, people came from all over the East Coast to run this thing, and that was pretty darn awesome. Thank you to everybody who who came out to make that race uh, yeah, what it was. No doubt. Um, we hope to see you out there next year.
2: Definitely. Let's get those numbers up higher. You did great. I think you finished. You finished top twenty. Ty- I think so. Yeah. Right at, at what, what a, a six something 630, thirty something. I can't remember now.
0: That should tell you how hard it is, everybody. If that's what what Jeff's pulling down. It's it's fifty k time
2: materials. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure. We hope to see everybody out there. And um, when the registration opens up for Savage Golf, we'll have it on the uh, adventure jogger page up. so you can follow it but thank you so much for listening go check out the jogger.com for back episodes there's gear as well adventure jogger jogger pants they're comfortable i think you'll dig them thanks for listening everybody